Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Straw Hut Media. You're white clad. I'm beard. Let's get these open by the mics. Oh, that's a good sound. Oh, that's a tasty sound. <laughs> Cheers, Cheers to our cameras. Cheers. Boom. So I heard this interesting podcast. Mm-mm-mm. That's delicious. So if you are hearing my voice and Kelsey's voice, that means we're here for another episode of So I Heard, this interesting podcast, the podcast about podcasts. Oh Kelsey, my it's been a little bit since we recorded. It's been a minute. It's been a month. I think about a month. I think about a month since we last recorded. Yeah. Um, I'm sure everyone knows why. <laughs> <laughs> if you are just touching down to planet Earth for the first time, you will notice <laughs> the streets are empty because everybody is quarantined. Everyone is trapped inside right now. We are facing um, and a pandemic. Kelsey and I like a little bit to sort of like settle into what we were going to do. We like played with the idea of doing a live sort of um, like a house party, like a live Zoom thing where we were going to do an interactive yeah episode of the show and then i couldn't quite technically figure out how to really make that work and i kept saying we were going to do it and i just kept not doing it yeah uh, and because it just I felt mean, too technically complicated it did it, it felt very challenging and i don't know there's been a lot of emotional swings of this quarantine i think i've gone through yeah. the five stages of grief and one of those stages was like i'm not fucking doing this podcast i've got too much <laughs> other shit on my plate this is wild and now i'm so grateful to be back here so grateful to be back. You know, we actually had to, um, for anyone who's been listening to our second season, you'll notice that Kelsey did an episode and then I did an episode and then I did an episode again because yes. we did an episode on coronavirus that by the time <laughs> it was supposed to come out was so outdated because things changed so fast. We just had to skip it. Yeah, I think I think I did um, an episode that The Daily covered. It was like one of the very first episodes from the daily on the coronavirus when it was still just in China, everything felt very far away from the United States. And but we were being warned that it could definitely come here. Exactly. Like on that episode, you and I were probably like, this is really scary. And I, I mean, I think we both knew it was eventually going to hit us, but not, I had no, no idea this was coming. So no to, one, to listen no one back, it was going to yeah. take us where we are now. Totally. So yes, we had an episode in the hopper, as it were. <laughs> By the time it was <laughs> that episode's turn, it was like, oh, we can't air this. We sound like that, idiots. It's completely outdated. And also it's an episode like where we're sitting in the same room together, which we are not now. We are. Uh, I'm at my home in Los Feliz and Kelsey is in Hermosa Beach and we are doing a Google Hangout. We got our separate recorder. So everyone, we are being safe and we hope you're being safe too. Kelsey, tell yes. me about like what your quarantine life has been like. Oh, my God. Thank you for asking. Um, so I feel very fortunate that my job is something that I can work from home and do. So I have been working from home. Um, I think I started this March 14th, 
that Monday, whatever that Monday was, was my first Monday of work from home. And so it has been just about a month. That's crazy that it's been a month of this. Yeah, I'm my like feeling time is, traveling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My feeling is like, um, it sort of feels like one long day. Exactly. It really like this does. this entire quarantine. Totally. Um, so yeah, I, I work from home. I So what's kind of the crazy part of this in my, like our personal lives is that we moved at the start of quarantine. Um, right. March 15th, we signed a lease at a new apartment that was just down the street. So the first week or two were... I mean, yes, working from home, but I was still like going to and from my old place and my new place, working out from my old place because there was only internet there. We didn't have hot water at the new place. So clothes were at the old place. It was like a lot of just chaotic back and forth. Um, But now we're firmly planted in the new place and we spend all of our free time. It's like I'm either working at my computer doing work. I'm taking Marvin on a walk. I'm fighting my cat to get off my keyboard. I posted on, <laughs> I posted on See Instagram. See a lot of that on your Instagram. She has removed two keys from my keyboard. I still cannot find them. I will never be able to delete again. Um, so working from home with a cat is a truly a battle. It's a, it's a war that I am constantly losing. Um, so yeah, it's Do like you have work. To put a footer? You have to put a footer on your emails. It's like, please ignore typos. My cat ate my delete key. Yes, constantly. I mean, I'll be like on Slack with somebody and suddenly they get a message that's like a bunch of period, period, slash, 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 F, da, 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 da. And it's like, I'm sorry, my cat just had to say hi, apparently. Um, so yeah, it's basically like work. And when I'm not working, I'm with the pets. And if I'm not walking the pets, then I'm like hanging shelves. It's all like home yeah. You know, I'm nesting. It's hanging things. It's getting bookshelves organized. And it's like, we can take our time because no one's coming over anytime soon to see it. Your quarantine is the opposite of my quarantine. What? Talk to me about your quarantine. <laughs> uh, well, I can't work because I'm essentially an event <laughs> photographer. So oh, dear. I am not working at all. You are posting um, some very tasteful nudes of yourself, though, on the <laughs> evening nudes, which I appreciate. I've been doing um, I've been using this time to do a lot of self portraits because I just think that's like an interesting thing as an artist to do. Absolutely. It's, it sounds like a personal nightmare for me, but that means like it's probably worth doing a little bit of introspection. Exactly. It's like you have to um, treat yourself like a subject and you have to sort of like separate like a lot of the photos I've posted, especially on my main account, it's like they're kind of thirsty, you know. You and are, I'm not used to posting you photos are like that of myself. Really good, my friend. <laughs> and I have to actually like psych myself up into posting them because I'm like, this oh, totally. just feels so self-serving and totally. But I have to tell myself like I would love this photo if it was of somebody else. I would be really proud of it. A thousand percent. And so I have to like just think about it that way and like this is just a project exploring the idea of self-portraiture and like i'm just for sure with that. yeah i feel like you have so to like is... <laughs> distance yourself from your own insecurities and see things just very artistically like oh i love the shadow like on yeah. my face like the light the all of that stuff instead of being like oh my nose looks big in this or like oh my god yeah, my ears exactly. are tiny and i have to do things like uh like direct myself as the model and it makes me think about when I have to tell people like, okay, I want you to like bring your chin down and like look at the camera like this. And they give me that look like, oh God, this is embarrassing. And I'm like, no, you just have to lean into it. You just honestly, you have to own it and you just got to do it. And I yes. have to tell myself that. And I'm like, oh, that's not fun. I fucking hate like. Yeah. Are you <laughs> taking smizing that a lot? It's, 
Am I what? Smizing. Smiling oh. with your eyes, a smize. Oh my God, so much smizing. So if you didn't much. see that photo oh of me God. soaked in the rain on my <laughs> on my balcony in my apartment, then that's a smize right there for the, the century. Um, oh my God, so that wasn't the, the only, only thing that was productive soaked. thing I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally the only productive thing I'm doing. Otherwise, I wake up around 11.30 every day and yeah. I make myself breakfast around 1.30. Yep. I've been rewatching Game of Thrones. I ride my bike. Um, I like go on a bike ride up the big hill to the observatory um, to get some exercise in. My roommate, shout out Alex, and I do like a push-up or an ab workout video together. Well, that and sounds nice. A lot of bro time. A lot of bro time. And yeah. then his girlfriend has been sort of quarantined with us. And so it's the three of us. We cook a lot. Um, I don't usually cook really ever. It's not my thing. Yeah, I like cooking a lot, as you know. Kelsey's experience I'm like a total kitchen Nazi. Surprising. Yeah, yeah. I'm like such a kitchen czar because I love I love cooking with people, but I don't really like cooking for myself. It's not that fun, so I don't do it very often. But now, like me and Alex and his girlfriend Josie have been like making dinners together. Mm -hmm. So I've been like really expanding my cooking repertoire. I'm so proud of you. This sounds very fun. I'm making um, well, we made something called steak Diane. Oh, okay. The other night, which is like a Julia Child recipe. And then I went through and was like, what other Julia Child recipes could I possibly Are do? Are you having and so a tonight, Julia and Julia? <laughs> I am having a Julia and Julia is moment. Is there a blog we can follow along with? <laughs> Absolutely not. But there is going to be some... Tonight, I'm attempting Coco Vin. Oh, which my is like, God. Are you familiar? Uh, only because I have been watching a lot of Top Chef during my quarantine. And so oh, yeah? that is something that they talk about quite a bit. Someone's yeah, always like doing a chicken. Coco Vin. Yeah. Yep. And it just looks incredible. So I have that. And then I have stuff to make beef bourguignon, which I made myself once before. Yes. When I was for alone Christmas. for Christmas in Denver. Yes. I, rem <laughs> I remember a so lovely this, beef bourguignon for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, I'm going to do a friend's, a roommate's beef bourguignon instead of a lonely beef bourguignon. I love this. I love this for I you. I assume it will taste better. I think just there's going to be something special about it that your last one was probably <laughs> the, missing. <laughs> Taste of friendship. It won't be quite um, as salty because you won't have cried tears. And <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's pretty much sums up my entire quarantine life. Yeah, I, it's weird. Time is both passing by very slowly and very quickly. The days feel very long because they're so repetitive. Yes, um, but then like suddenly a week has passed. Seriously, like, that's how I didn't get to our live recording. Nuts. Yeah, that's how I didn't get to our live recording because all of a sudden, I'd be like, it's Wednesday, like. When did it become Wednesday? And I wanted to do this live totally. thing on Thursday. Like, it's just, it's hard to motivate myself to like do a lot because I'm also not doing anything tomorrow. Everything yeah. <laughs> I could do now, I'm like, I'm also doing nothing tomorrow. So I get to wait so and do we'll it So we'll save it for tomorrow. Totally, totally. And then all of a sudden a week has gone by and you're like, I didn't do anything but play video games in my underwear all day. I mean, that sounds special. I I can't tell you how many <laughs> shelves we've hung up. The fact that, and I've got to say, Mike and I really come a long way. Shelf hanging is, I think, the one of the strongest tests you can put on any relationship. I mean, <laughs> the leveling, the measuring, that. the hold that still while I get the drill and you move that up. No, it needed to be down. Oh, fuck. The, the thing broke. <laughs> like, something's always breaking. A lot of drywall mounting. Ugh. It's, it's like going to Ikea. It's really quite That's a challenge. That's supposed to be the greatest I, test of a relationship. I, 
it truly. Um, and I just feel like we've come a long way. We really shined this time. We got things up much easier. Um, the white claws help. I think it's like, yeah. Oh yeah. White claw. Nothing helps a mango white claw can't solve. So yeah, I'm very proud of us and I'm very happy. I think we're finally done with shelves. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> but, you know, give it another week and you're going to find more shelves to hang up out of boredom. A thousand percent. Because I realize be like, like, you wouldn't soon believe as... what I could turn into a shelf. <laughs> I can make a shelf out of anything. <laughs> I mean, once this the, the nesting is done, then it's I don't know what I'll do with my time. So I got to just let this stretch out as long as possible. Absolutely. Okay. Well, yeah. I think that's a really good description of our individual quarantine lives. I think so. We got to get to what we are here for the main event. Kelsey, you got the, a podcast for me. Am I starting? I guess people have oh, missed me because we skipped my yeah, coronavirus. We, we skipped episode. you. No one wants to hear um, me three times in a row. Oh, you're not true. Um, but okay, I, I will take I will take this one. You can hand me the baton. Um, so this is a podcast. It's a brand new pod. It's a new pod to me. It's a new pod to the world. Whoa. It, and actually, the first episode, the hosts were saying how they were recording this during quarantine. Um, so, okay, I'm so ner- I'm like nervous. My heart is almost racing. I'm not that nervous, so it's not really racing. But I am. Th- I-, I mentioned uh, this to you before we started that like the whole episode hinges on whether or not you are also a a viewer of this television show because the podcast I'm talking about is a recap podcast, very much like the style of the office ladies where they are doing a rec like an episode per episode of the show. Is it scrubs? It's scrubs. Tell me you watch. I heard, um, I just, I heard an ad for this scrubs rewatch podcast and I was like, Oh, everyone's following suit with the office ladies. So like we can do a, a recap show. Okay, wait, cut to the chase. I have chase. not listened to it at you, all. No, have you watched Scrubs? Of course I watched Scrubs. Oh my God, I'm so relieved. <laughs> I didn't know. I thought there's a good chance there's a lot of people out there that never watched. This was like such a huge show for me in high school and college. But I was like, yeah. if he hasn't watched, then this is going to be a lot of me trying to explain who JD and Turk are. So I'm it's so gonna be glad the Bachelor you know. all over again. <laughs> I know, I can't handle that. Where I'm like, what's, what's the rose? <laughs> so so I'm, I'm gonna need a little that i need to dial back yeah oh yeah. i'm so, so relieved yeah for sure i'm very familiar with scrubs oh thank i mean God. i haven't seen it now in years but i know all the main characters i totally definitely that's, watched it a lot in college that's totally fine okay yeah so what was your relationship like to scrubs before i get started um it was like that show it's sort of like has always been that show that the office is to me now where it's mm-hmm. like a show that I put on when I don't really know what else I feel like watching and I just want something to be on while I'm kind of doing something else. Totally. Like, so I was never super invested in the story, but it was always like an enjoyable show to just have on. Yes. Because it's funny, but it doesn't require a lot of you. Totally. I, I think that's something that I love about the show that I think it actually, I mean, The Office does it too, but I would even gamble to say that I think Scrubs does it more. The like highs of like the com- the comedic highs, but then also like very dramatic moments and serious moments about their friendships or about like people that are sick and dying in the hospital. Like the emotional swings of that show. Like I've just yeah. rewatched the first episode um, and then listening to them talk about it. I remember there's like their like their friendship. The Turk JD friendship is like, I think one of the best friendships on television, like one of the best yeah. relationships on television. So, and I mean, that show is a, it's set in a hospital where the stakes are super high. Totally. Versus The Office, which was like a show about mundane everyday life. Totally. Exactly. Exactly. Outdated 
sources like outdated materials and stuff like that and like that was like what they were going for is like how can we create drama in what seems like the most undramatic totally. setting totally where like when you're in a hospital the stakes are very high and so like you can get emotionally involved very quickly totally um, but they just balance that out with like, it's so silly. And I love all yeah. the fantasy sequences. Like it's such a unique comedic tone in comparison to The Office and Parks and Rec. There's like shows that kind of are using a similar formula now. A lot of those like yeah. single cam were like talking head. But this, I don't know. A lot mockumentary style. Yeah, exactly. This just felt so different. And I just... The second uh, someone, um, a family friend texts me, shout out Tommy, uh, texts me saying that he saw this podcast was coming out and I had just seen on Instagram like Entertainment Magazine posted about it. And I was like, I am so excited about this. But I went in a little apprehensive because of The Office Ladies. And yeah, I've, I've said this before. I love The Office so much. And that podcast is ultimately a little bit more disappointing to me than I like. I, I've stopped listening. I listened to the first few yeah. and there are some episodes of the office like casino night i know when that they air that episode like i have to oh listen i have to know one what that the, was one like one of the best episodes of tv completely ever ever <laughs> ever so so yeah I, I um i was just a little nervous going in i was i didn't want to have the same feeling ending the first episode of like oh man i was so thinking this was going to be my favorite podcast and it just missed the mark and i have to say this podcast met every expectation that I had. Bullseye. Oh Hit my mark. God. It was so, so good. And I was trying to like compare like what about this did I like more than the office ladies? And it, there was something more natural about them with one another. Yeah. Like it was less, it sounded less put on. Like they weren't playing these really upbeat characterized versions right, right, of right. who I think they are. Like they were just, you can see you can hear how they talk to one another, what like what their real friendship is like. And they just love each other so much. They're, they're so genuine. And like they make fun of each other. And it's just so effortless. It doesn't sound like, I don't know, they're trying quite as hard. Yeah. Because I remember when I heard the promo for it. And they were like, like we played Turk and JD on, uh, on Scrubs. But we're real life best friends. And I was like, wait, isn't that the exact same pitch that <laughs> that the office ladies totally. have, were like we were on the office together and we're best friends i was like whoa totally this is uh, for sure i mean everyone's gonna start doing it for all these sort of cult classic shows it's gonna be because it's people just eat that up you for feel sure. so close to these shows you feel like for sure you know these people and it's so fun to like get totally behind the scenes a little bit totally and i think maybe I i'm Giving the office ladies the benefit of the doubt, I, this is something I think we both talked about that like their real life personas are so different than their characters on the show that that almost throws you. Yeah. And I think that with Scrubs, they just sound a little bit more like their characters and who they are as people are more similar. So it just, yeah. you kind of feel like you're just with Turk and JD instead of Donald yeah. and Zach. Um, but I don't know. There was just something so effortless about how they talk to one another. And there were, there wasn't, I think, I mean, in, in it, they're saying like, yep, we were planning on obviously recording this together, but it's quarantine. So like Donald's in a closet and I'm at home and, um, you okay. Can I say, can tell you the number of times that like people recording podcasts remotely, because even not in quarantine, most people would do our show totally. the way that we do it since we don't live near each other, do that this remotely. And it's always someone like I'm sitting in a closet 
everyone's always in a closet. <laughs> Which is why I told you before Get I texted closet. you before we set up. I was like, you might want to go sit in your closet. <laughs> nobody, nobody puts baby in a closet. I'm at a desk. <laughs> I'm a grown woman and I'm at a desk. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think they're also new to it. It was their first episode. So maybe things will change. But I liked that they had a, a looser format in that there almost was no format. They just kind of were talking and they they talked about like their audition process for the show and then they got into beats of the episode. But The Office Ladies is so much more like three fast facts. Like here's segment one, three fast facts. Here's this. Here's right. this. Like, I don't know what it is because I want to love <laughs> Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey so much, but there's something about them that just, it is grating to me. And with Donald and Zach, I was like, I was laughing out loud the whole time. Can I hear about their audition process? Because I actually don't know much about Scrubs, like in a, I don't know anything about the background. Like totally. I picked up a little bit of background information about The Office because I liked it so much. But Scrubs was always kind of a, for sure. Um, you know, I guess we would call it a, a passive watching show for me that oh, I don't yeah. know much of the the background. Like I don't know how the show came to be. I don't. They didn't they didn't talk too much about like so Bill Lawrence is the creator of the show. They didn't really go into like so what it was like for Bill Lawrence to create the show. It kind of started with like the first time they got a script for the audition. So Zach had uh, I think they were well one this is crazy it was 20 years ago that the show first started. So they talked about like when they were watching this episode again they're like I was 26. Like I am 46 now. I was so young, which is just yeah. crazy. Um, and just but, to clarify Zach plays JD and Donald plays Turk. Yeah, so Zach Braff plays JD and uh Donald Faison plays Turk. Um okay. so Donald Faison, you'd probably remember from Clueless that so he had done Clueless yeah. and Remember the Titans before Scrubs came out. So he was already fairly established. Um, it's yeah. interesting. Later, he talks about how like he made all this Clueless money. So he like bought a house, had kids, like was spending a shit ton of money. And then by the time Scrubs came along, like he had spent all that money and was like, again, like needed to have his mom send him gas money to like make it to the audition. So it was interesting. He, he and Zach Braff were both similarly like dirt poor when they got this show, but just had already done such different things. Like Donald was already fairly established, had these big credits to his name. And Zach Braff was a waiter at a French Vietnamese restaurant in Beverly Hills and had done like a couple indies. Um, so oh. what's, yeah. So what's funny See, is that yeah, because Zach Braff became such a after Such like a household name after Scrubs. Totally. And what was that? In, what's that like indie movie Garden he did? State. That Garden State, which was like the original indie movie. Totally. That's now like made fun of more than it's looked yeah. back on favorably because it's just yeah, such a sure. thing. Yeah. Um, but what's funny is Zach said that he had his first time that he went out for the role. He was in New York and like sent in a tape. He said he didn't prepare. He didn't know the script. It was like garbage what he sent in so he never heard back from it at all and like weeks went by months went by and his agent was like they still can't find the guy for this for this role like whoa we never heard back from your first tape like they either hated it or don't re remember it like send something in again do this again and do it right so he like prepared a bunch memorized his lines practice 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 sent it in and then that got him like he had like a total of six auditions, um, the Whoa. last of which was for the network when he like tested with Sarah Chalk, who plays Elliot. Um, okay. And then he so he did eventually get it. But it was just funny. He was like, you don't always nail the audition. And the first time he did it, he sent in like garbage. And then afterwards was like, all right, let's do let's do that better. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think that those like chemistry test auditions are super interesting and they've got to be so nerve wracking because you don't have a lot of control over like whether you have chemistry with somebody. You can't really prepare to have chemistry. A thousand percent. And and you think that's your last, you've done five auditions and you're on your sixth and last one and you're like there's nothing else i can do to prepare for this i just have to hope that this person and i get along totally what's okay so what i thought was interesting so they they talked about how um he and sarah chalk like did have great chemistry from the get-go like their first meeting and like in the first pilot you know they're already established a sort of love interest for one another and you just it's super believable right away because they do have good chemistry but something that i thought was interesting donald and zach were talking about the very first time they met and it wasn't until the table read they they didn't have a chemistry test oh which to play I best friends to play best friends which i found so surprising like as i was listening and they were talking about the first time they met which was funny it was at a table read that was at so krista miller she is married to bill lawrence so bill lawrence is the creator of the show they were married she yeah. also played jordan who's dr cox's wife on the show okay yes so they were at krista miller and bill lawrence's house for the table read and there was like a bar in the living room that donald Faison was at and like he looked over and zach braff walked in and he's like they look at each other and smile and he's like yeah buddy like <laughs> and like the first time they meet they like gave each other the biggest hug ever it was like love at first sight they said which oh that's I mean, amazing clearly they did have chemistry but i just thought it was wild that they didn't test that before they cast them well, it shows you what the network values, what they've decided the viewer values is the chemistry of the love connection and not the best friend connection. Totally. But it's like the best happy accident that they like their chemistry Absolutely. is the best on the show. It would be like, like if you and I were told <laughs> you're both doing a podcast together. and We just had to sit down and I mean, talk about happy accidents. That would, I mean, that would be the I, happiest of accidents. That would be the happiest of accidents. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just thought that was so interesting. And like, again, their chemistry is just so obvious in the episode, which is why yeah. we're here. Um, okay, so then they get into they talk about the pilot a little bit. So I'm just going to give you like, this is, again, something that I really liked. I feel like they were full of these fun, interesting facts about how the show was shot um, or the pilot was shot. And it was just done in a conversation, not in like, I have three fast facts for you. You know what I mean? It's like um, I don't it's think sort of like keep a... shooting down the office ladies, but <laughs> but you have to compare it. It's the only other show that's doing the same thing. Exactly. So you can't help exactly. but compare. Exactly. But it's like um, it's like getting to watch super extended commentary. Totally. On like the DVD special, right? 
Totally. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and they do a good job of like, they give you facts like, for one, the the hospital that they shot this in, in the pilot was not the main hospital that they use for the rest of the show, which I think I had heard that, um, but not, I didn't really remember until they said it, that the whole eight and a half se- seasons of that show were shot in a real hospital. Like everything was a real hospital. That so really dr- surprises me. Their dressing rooms were hospital rooms. The editing, the writer's room, makeup room, office, everything was in a hospital. Did the hospital, was it a functioning hospital with I don't patients believe it was real a fun- doctors? No, I don't believe it was a functioning hospital. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, that is Because they're, they're like wheeling someone in an emergency and they're like, sorry, we haven't cut yet. We need you to hold that emergency. We're going to hold. Yeah. All right. Bring him in. I don't care if that's a code blue. I need you to make that beep down. <laughs> bring the sound down. It's too much. <laughs> that person um, would want to die for this take. Trust me. Absolutely. Um, let's see. So, uh, oh, this was interesting. So before the show started, they wanted all of the cast members to like do rounds with their real doctor, like to follow them around and like, you know, pick things up. Donald Faison said he would not do it. Did not want to. It was like, I don't need any of that. That seems too intense. And Zach Braff was saying, he was like, yeah, they gave me a stethoscope. He was like so young and green in the industry that he said, he was like, I was just like a type A student. Like I wanted to do everything exactly right. Which they also compare him to his character in the show, which after I just rewatched the pilot, he's just like a young kid who's in over his head. Like the whole first episode of the pilot is him like too afraid to touch a patient. And he's just like, how did I get here? Um, And that's like exactly how Zach Braff was in real life, which is, I think an interesting sort of parallel. Um, But Zach, Zach said like he was handed a stethoscope and just was following this doctor around. And he was like, that's so fucked up. Now that I think about it, that I was like in a (laughs) hospital, like in a doctor's office with a stethoscope on. I'm like an actor. Like and he, if anyone asked him a question, he'd have to be like, um, well, I believe this listens to your heart. Yes. And that would be the extent of the information yeah. that he would probably have to give. He was just like Leonardo DiCaprio and Catch Me If You Can. I concur. <laughs> Doctor, do you concur? <laughs> I concur. Oh, I concur. <laughs> oh, I concur. Um, something else that's interesting, the title sequence. Um, you know, it, it, it ends with like the x-ray going up on the light box. Yes the x-ray is backwards and that he's like for years doctors or people would be like you know the x-ray is backwards and he was like in the beginning we we're like yeah um we meant to do that because like we're <laughs> you know we're young doctors we don't know something and we put it up and he was They're like a bunch of scrubs exactly he was like by the end it, after like a few years of that it was like no we just fucked up they just fucked up we didn't know <laughs> we didn't know what we were doing which i appreciate um speaking of the title sequence so the song that they ended up going with which I cannot hear that song. It's like, it is so burned in my brain as the Scrubs theme song. I can't, I can't do this my all on my own. No, I'm no, oh, I'm no Superman. I'm no Superman. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Apparently it was originally going to be the five for fighting song. I'm more than a bird. I'm more than a plane. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> right. Terrible. Thank God they didn't go with that one. And it was Zach Braff. Like he knew of the band. He's he's super into music. He actually they have at one point in this, they have a caller. They have a caller call in and ask a question. And it was about the oh, soundtrack cool. of the show. Um, and that's something I knew. I remembered hearing Zach Braff talk about for Garden State, like the music. He's it's clear that he's like super into music and very thoughtful about the songs that he uses. So I thought that was interesting yeah, I mean, that he, he's the he one that came up with the theme song. The shins on the map. Oh, you know, don't like, get me started on Zach like Braff and the shins. State. 
<laughs> Garden State is like what made the shins mainstream. Totally. Popular. That's my understanding of it anyway. Maybe I'm totally wrong. Maybe that's I'm, misinformation I'm gonna station. You. But I'm going to believe But that's you. when I certainly first totally kind of got wind of them. Yeah. Um, okay. So another couple of really funny things. There was, I mean, I have so many, but I'm looking at my notes right now and I just have me saying, ha, 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 ha over and over again because I'm just like <laughs> typing what they're saying and just wanting to know that I am laughing while I'm typing this. Um, one of the things, so Zach kind of in the middle is like, let's talk about your teeth for a second because I don't think we can just let that go. So Donald, <laughs> Donald Bazon like still had baby teeth when this was what? first recorded. His teeth were teeny tiny and after watching the pilot again, his teeth were so small. And he said- Is that like a disorder? I don't know. I don't know. He didn't really get into it. I, he said ba- he called them baby teeth, but I don't know if he meant like his actual baby teeth or like his teeth were just so small. They were the size of baby teeth, but oh, he had weird. teeny tiny teeth. And he gave a very fun fact that the reason his character in Clueless had braces was to hide his tiny teeth. What? I know. <laughs> That is why in Clueless he had braces because his teeth were I, it's unusually like small. Like a, like a Clueless rewatch podcast in totally. addition to Scrubs. It was so funny. Like when when Donald said that, Zach started like cracking up and was like, "Are we getting a Clueless exclusive? Like this is wild." <laughs> he also that's the reason why they shaved his head in Clueless. He had an um, like an unusually recessed hairline for someone so young. So that's why they shaved his head. Isn't How old was he clueless? Oh, I don't know. I mean, he was 20. He said he was 26 when Scrubs came out. So probably like early 20s, I would guess. I don't know. I need to look up when these when when these movie the movie came out and when I mean, the show came out. Clueless is a quintessential 90s film. Oh, you know, like totally. So, so he could I, definitely have been pretty close to being an actual teenager playing a teenager, which almost never happens. Yeah, totally. Uh, you're probably right. I mean, I was watching Scrubs in high school and I graduated in 2007. So this is early 2000s, probably mid early 2000s. Wowza. Yeah. Crazy. Wowza. Um, it's so funny. Zach at one point said, I had no idea that the braces you wore in Clueless were because of your fucked up chiclet teeth. <laughs> <laughs> like they, again, just so funny with one another. Like they, I think I love when you see that people who play comedic roles when you have a chance to sort of see what they're like in life and you realize like oh they're funny on camera because they're funny in life totally. like they're just funny people like i feel for like this sure. has happened with aziz ansari for me a couple of times where he's been in like um like the show ugly delicious that i love on netflix yeah. it is yeah, so yeah. good and he's been on it a couple of times because he's friends with the chef david chang who hosts ugly delicious totally and you'll see like oh aziz ansari is like really funny just like off the cuff hanging out with he's like for super sure. funny dude for sure and it's like whenever you watch people really funny on screen you imagine that they would be really fun to hang out with but that's not like always how, the case no definitely not like There's i'm sure that everyone like, who listens to this they wish they could hang out with us every single day because we're so funny we are so funny that way <laughs> but no there are but a lot the of truth is we're not funny at all off mic <laughs> but there are a lot of like i've always heard about like steve martin i think is one example of like one of the, I think he's like the funniest human being alive, but in like in life was, is just like more serious or quiet. Not this like, I think in, yeah, I think that's about Robin Williams too. Ah, uh, another, <laughs> such, <what a> funny, <laughs> <laughs> we're just sad. bring it down real quick. No, I'm sad. All right. We're going to come <laughs> back to down. then. 
a really funny I tried to write down the exchange that they were having on this in this one segment so they talk, started talking about Sarah Chalk um, again who plays Elliot so um, she also I, I think I knew this but forgot she played the second Becky on Roseanne Becky one of the daughters like they switched out the actress and Sarah Chalk played second Becky so she said they, oh. they said that she called herself second Becky second Becky <laughs> yeah <laughs> Which I appreciate. Um, So Zach is remembering there's a scene where he's following Sarah Chalk's character. They're going up the stairs and he like looks he's like at her like his eyes are at her butt level. So he looks at her butt and says something like uh, so he says something like your butt looks like two Pringles hugging. Um, and Zach, and so Zach was saying, he was like, I never understood that line. Like your butt looks like two Pringles hugging. And Donald's like, because the, because the curve like okay so a yeah. pringle like he starts getting like okay so a pringle and zach's like i don't know if it's a compliment for a butt though is it and he's like donald there's a very long pause and he's like my dude are you trying to say you don't appreciate a round booty and then they go in to like a 10 minute conversation about donald explaining like all right so for like a long time caucasian people didn't really like celebrate the booty like you know, now. So at the time, like he's describing a booty being like two Pringles. Uh, and Zach's like, okay, so the Pringles represented like a little tiny white girl booty. Like it was Pringly. And he was like, yes, like now you'd maybe compare it to something different. But then like that was the, the way, ideal, butt. that was the ideal, butt. exactly like it it's butt. different now. Exactly. And then they started talking about butt implants. <laughs> I think it went down this like <laughs> hilarious sidebar, but it was, they're just so, I love hearing them like, like they're talking about the show, but then have tangents where they're just having like clearly two friends just having a funny conversation, you know? And it feels like you get to hang out with them. I assume exactly. it's like, it feels like you're just hanging out with these two really funny people. Totally, totally. Um, they talked about like Dr. Cox, um, who I had not really seen Dr. Cox in many other things. I think I only really know him as Dr. Cox, but they were just saying like he like from the moment he started, like he was so clear on what this role should be and like is one of those people that can just make a role their own. Um, Zach was saying like you hear actors commonly say that like I want to make it my own, but then they go so hard trying to bring in like mannerisms and all these things that it's like too much and he was like dr cox like the guy that played him i forget his name was john something because i kept calling him johnny i didn't get his last name um but they're like he's was the best example of that like he was so consistent like the mannerisms that happened in episode one were like the same throughout the rest of the show like the other characters kind of evolve like as the actors grow into the role but like dr cox just from beginning to end was so dialed in it's like to compare it again to office ladies that mindy kaling she gradually becomes Mindy Kaling. Totally. Like, she starts out as Kelly Kapoor and she gradually just becomes Mindy Kaling. Completely. And uses the name Kelly Kapoor anyway. But Totally. It's, totally. They keep saying like, now she's full Kelly Kapoor. This is just Kelly now. Yeah, it, it really is. And it really is. Yeah. The clothes and everything. Yeah, um, it totally just evolves into that where like Jenna Fisher had really decided who Pam was before they started shooting and that's who she was the entire time. Yeah. And Dwight. Same oh, same character. For sure. And that I never loved, changes. Totally. And I think that's really awesome to see that. It's cool to see the characters that evolve, but it's I'm always like really impressed when the character from the beginning to the character at the end, like they are themselves like 
it didn't change. Like the manner yeah, is the little this person things. is and you're going to be that person yeah. till the show is, a, is over. A testament to the writing and a testament to the actor for like having that so dialed in right away. Um, Agreed. One other funny note before they get to the caller is they were saying that like there's a lot of sex on the show and that Zach Braff says like he'll talk to people now like friends who have kids and they're like I can't let my kids watch this. Like there's actually quite a bit of like sexual references and like characters get naked a lot and donald Faison was like yeah. oh yeah like the men were probably more naked than the women um and in episode one turk is like fully naked like has like a pillow over himself um but then zach says something like oh yeah your body looked fierce in the first episode <laughs> and he's like thanks baby like tay digs and they're both like like tay digs like they both <laughs> just kept saying oh my god just like tay dig that body i mean so great um so then they get to the caller the caller asks a question about the soundtrack which again it was i was impressed to hear that zach braff was as involved in it as he was but the next question was he was like it said that it was it's fairly common knowledge that the janitor wasn't supposed to make it past episode one did you know that oh no that it was the idea was originally t the janitor was going to just be a figment of JD's imagination. So in the first episode and actually the, for the first, like, I think they said almost a season, the janitor only talks to ja to, to JD, to Zach Braff, because they were they were still keeping that as an option that maybe the janitor we'd get a reveal at the end of the season that he was all in JD's head. Whoa, that's crazy to like try to do the whole season and play both sides of that and be like completely decide later <laughs> well the idea was the janitor was only was supposed to be a short run character but the guy yeah. that played him neil flynn was just so funny and they said that like by the end of his time on the show there would just be the script would just say like and then neil uh flynn says something funny like they wouldn't even write for him because he was improv so much that's so, so awesome. So he was just so funny and so good that Bill Lawrence, the creator, was like, just kind of kept keeping him on, keeping him on. And then eventually was like, yeah. all right, let's have him talk to other characters. We want him to be real. He's going to be around. I know. And he was such a like funny character on that show. And so like central to he feels like such a central character in their whole like hospital totally. dichotomy, like how they all relate to each other. Like he was totally. such a funny character. For sure. You couldn't I couldn't imagine that show without him on it. No, definitely not. Yeah, it was just, it was so, I don't know, listening to it, it definitely has me wanting to just rewatch Scrub. Like, this is the feeling I was hoping to have at the end of The Office Ladies. Like, I am dying to watch these episodes again. I can't wait for this insight. And this is, I, I got that feeling after listening to their podcast. Like, they were so funny with one another. And you can just tell, like, they care so much about one another. Um, I'm excited to see if I can hear a difference sort of when, like, quarantine is over and they're together. Um, because yeah. even still, they had great chemistry knowing that they're not in the same room. So uh, it was just, it was so delightful. Um, I'm excited to see what they do with the rest of the show. I'm, I'm interested to know, like, do they start putting more structure to it or do they just kind of keep, keep it as is? Um, like you could yeah, tell I imagine it's like anything where like little segments kind of evolve over time that you realize like that was fun. Let's do that again until it becomes totally. a regular part of the show. Totally. Um, you could, could tell that they like kept wanting to bring up things from future episodes. They're like, oh, that reminds me. And they're like, no, we can't save it. Okay. Like, okay, we'll save it. We'll save it. 
Um, yeah, it was just so good. So I could not recommend it more to people that are Scrubs fans. Um, or if you're quarantining and you've never watched Scrubs, I could not recommend a show more to binge watch. It is such a feel good show. It is so funny, but so heartwarming. Um, so again, the, oh, I never even said the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> we made it this far and I never said the name of the podcast. The name of the podcast is Fake Doctors, Real Friends. Fake Doctors, Real Friends. That's and great. it is on iHeartRadio. <laughs> um, would you recommend to somebody, if someone hasn't watched Scrubs, would you say they should listen to an episode of the podcast, then watch the episode or the other way around? The other way around, for sure. I would, uh, but if you've already watched the show, I thought it was fun listening and then rewatching the the episode because yeah. um, it just gives you more context. But if you have never seen it, I think you'd have to watch it so you know who they're talking about and all the moments. Yeah. Like I remembered a lot of the moments they were they were reminiscing about, but then so watching again after was like, oh, that just like kind of filled in the details. But not having any frame of reference would be challenging. Um, but yeah, I just. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. I was so delighted. And this is exactly what I'm needing in my quarantine is yeah. something light, something about like I, I've been listening to more like television movie podcasts because I just need lighthearted escapism as opposed to I had to serious. say I had to say to my roommate the other day, I was scrolling through, I was about to go on my bike ride and I was scrolling through listening, looking for something to listen to on the ride. And I was like, I can't find something that's not coronavirus related. And I yeah. just don't want to engage with that right now. Totally. It's hard. My content is, again, like a little bit more. Um, it's a little more heavy and serious than most of the stuff that you listen to, I think. Yes. And uh, and that means that they are talking about like really sad coronavirus stuff. And I'm like, I need like Kelsey content right now. I need yeah. to just like set. I need to. I'm too anxious already. Totally. And I need to get away from the world <laughs> a little. So that's been like challenging for me right now. Yeah. In my, I think that's very important. You got to watch. I'm like reality television is great right now. Like lighthearted things that like the stakes are so low, but built up like Vanderpump rules could not be more entertaining right now because it's like, this doesn't mean anything, but it seems so important on the show. And it's like, this is the exact escape I need from the real life stakes that we're facing every single day. Beautiful. I love I love a good quarantine podcast recommendation. That's a great thing. Well, this is it. Fake doctors, real friends. <laughs> Took me cool. only we'll 55 quick... minutes to say it. <laughs> well, we'll take a quick break and then I'll be back with a little Mike Amico Extra. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are we back? Oh my God, we're back. We are definitely back. And and I took a real break. I even took like a little bathroom break. <laughs> a, a BRB, if you will. <laughs> so I've got a little extra that Kelsey, I think you might find particularly exciting unless you already know this piece of information, but it's important for the potheads. Absolutely. Generally. Give the potheads so, what they want. This is that 
Everything Alive, Everything is Alive is back with a second season. Um, some, I forget the character's name, but they interviewed a chainsaw. <laughs> they interviewed a chainsaw. Yeah. So they did. Um, we have Josh Chainsaw and Josh we have Tammy and Ed Sharpie. Oh my God. I, okay. I've listened to half. I've listened to most of the chainsaw one. Um, but oh I my God, I'm excited about the Sharpie. I loved in the way the chainsaw when he says like, well, my, my father was a table saw and my mother was a necklace. And I that's how I ended up here. That's like so, so funny. Um, so random. Tammy and Ed Sharpie is great because they're a couple, a cap oh. and marker couple. Oh, amazing. Amazing. And it's like, they're kind of bickery over and they haven't like had this like one thing in the relationship that they can't get over. And that's when Tammy was capped by another cap for a certain amount of time because the owner just oh mixed up the caps <laughs> and put a different cap on. And Ed like can't let it go this time that she was capped by another cap. <laughs> and it sounds so much like a real relationship counseling session oh and my it's god so funny but of course like so I've insightful like it is of course great so if anyone else took our recommendation to start everything's alive there is finally some new content there and it's back and better than ever that is the funniest i like can't get over that that is so funny i loved yeah. on the the chainsaw episode when he was like talking about the noise that he makes that it's like very loud and it was like yeah. well if it was any if it wasn't like that people wouldn't know how dangerous i am so it kind of has to be that um he was like do you ever wish you could make a different sound and he was like basically said like you know if like share could play when i yeah. came on <laughs> you know that would be nice like there's you know everyone hears that and knows it share like that would be really cool <laughs> i was like oh my god i love that yeah so anyway i just wanted to let everyone know I'm in so case they glad. hadn't kept up that everything everything is alive is back winner of our favorite discovery of season one absolutely um and that's my extra i think that's gonna do it for us on this episode Kelsey, you know what I'm going to ask next? Where can they find us? They can find us on Instagram at sit up and listen. That is S-I-H-T-I-P and listen. They can also send us an email to sit up and listen at strawhutmedia.com or just sit up at strawhutmedia.com. Yes, they can. As those emails and handles uh, suggest, we are a part of Straw Hut Media. We are produced by Ryan Tilton and edited by Sebastian Alcala. And we will be back in your feeds next Thursday. We will. Enjoy your quarantine, everybody. 